This is Gray Man Media Content. And take. In 1932 memoir, The Fun of It, Amelia Earnhardt made a declaration that would come to seem, in hindsight, somewhat dubious. Flying might not be all plain sailing, but the fun of it is worth the price. Boy, was she right. And let me get into it today on Wolf Takes a Bite. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite! Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I am your host, John the Lord Wolf, with my co-host, Devin the Lord Gree. Lordships of Lord Lordly Lordlum. Thank you, thank you. Hold your applause. Today we're talking about one of the most uh, infamous flyers of all time, and I'm not talking about these amazing butterflies in the sky. Something, something. Reading Rainbow. Oh, I thought you were going to go Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. No, 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 no. It's butterflies in the sky. Something, something can't deny. I don't remember that show. Oh. Insert, I saw it. Insert but... that here. Is that the one? The, the Reading more Rainbow. You know? No, Reading Rainbow. I thought it was Reading With LeVar Burton. Reading Rainbow. I thought reading that was it. Rainbow. Yeah, LeVar Burton from uh, Star Trek. He was in Star Trek. He was. I've never seen Star Trek a day in my life. He's the only man I know in this entire world who could ever pull off that full-on laser X-Men looking fucking glasses thing, man. Yeah, he can do that one, and then Kanye West can do the, uh, the, sh- the uh, shutters. The shutters. Have you seen those big retarded glasses? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That shit's weird. Like 60 seconds in. Whoa. <laughs> it hit me hard. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're talking about Amelia Earhart, mm. which, funnily enough, is not her real name. Whoa. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What do you know about Amelia? Uh, Other than this on my daughter's name. Um. Uh, built Amazon in 2004, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. I don't remember how that song goes. Uh, <laughs> do you not see Inside by Bob Burnham? Yes, I don't know music that good. He's a comedian. I don't know things that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Amelia Earhart was, she was supposed to be the first woman to fly around the world, but uh, she ended up uh, crashing. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty tragic. Typical. Women can't drive. Whoa. It's just, she was flying. Uh, that's even worse. Jesus Christ. She had no road. Oh, no. <laughs> we're roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. No, she didn't. <laughs> she did not. That's a throwback since our last episode was time travel. Back it to was. The fu- back to the future. <gasps> da, 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 da. Except we're going back in time for this one. No, but it's back to the future because that episode hasn't come out yet. Neither is this one. Man, listen, when I try to think about our recording slash editing slash publishing schedule, my brain hurts. Mm. 
We are masters of time. We're time lords. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just warming up. All right. Warming it up. Warming it up. Like a bun in the oven. Devin, I'm pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know how you did that. Yeah, neither do I. It is 2022. (laughs) That doesn't mean you can genetically change who you are. That's a topic for a different show. It absolutely is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so no, Amelia Earhart. So like I said in the preview area, 1932, she had a memoir called The Fun of It. This woman was by far one of the most nuttiest females of the time. And being that fact, I'm saying in the case of it wasn't very common to have a strong female role model in the 1930s, like at all. Not one bit. She was also the first female aviator to fly solo nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean. She successfully did so, but at the price of her life. Uh, It was the Atlantic. I thought it was around the world. Well, she did the Atlantic. I just said the Atlantic. Oh, she died when she tried to go around the world. Right. She only crossed the Atlantic. For sure they know because of, I guess, radio tagging and whatever. But but that's not right because, like... She didn't actually do it. She flew the wrong way. What? <laughs> she should have tried to go the other way. Across the Pacific? Yeah. Okay, but you're saying that she was the first she was the first woman to successfully fly across the Atlantic. At by the, herself. Yes, exactly what it says. Yes. Okay. But that was during her attempt, attempt around the world. Yes. So she never landed. Well She landed. <laughs> So Parts she did, of her land. So she didn't actually successfully do that. No, oh, but she, well, <laughs> she successfully flew. That doesn't mean you had to land. I guess, yeah, yeah. It's like shooting a cannonball over a hill. It successfully flew over <laughs> that hill. It just crashed and burned. Exactly. Same, same thing. Yeah, exactly. So Saturday actually marks 80 years since the court order... The court order declared her legally dead on January 5th. Uh, In January 5th of 1939 marks 80 years of this year, though. So 80 years. The news only earned one brief line in the pages of the time. After all, by 18 months, having disappeared on July 2nd, 1937, during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe. The tragic end was the result of years-long path for Earnhardt and all part of a story that would lead to decades of speculation without about what actually happened to her. Now, there is so many freaking theories, Devin. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to get into those. Aliens. That is one. The other one is giant crabs. Hey, you lost me at giant crabs. And then there's the crows. And then there's the other thing. Now, now there's I so think much. Now I think you're making shit up. The native, supposedly she's a native of landlocked Kansas, had gotten hooked on flying while attending an air show in the Toronto area, where she had moved to work as a nurse's aide during World War I. She also volunteered there during the 1918 flu pandemic, and she took flying lessons in California and set a woman's altitude record of 1,400 feet in 1922. She's, no woman's ever been higher. I mean. I mean, since then. Since then. Yeah, but to that point, no woman's ever been higher. That's the Mile High Club. 
Unless, well, that's something different. Um, 1,400 feet. I think that's about a mile. I don't right? think that's what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might need to brush up on that terminology. <laughs> I think that means something different. Um, <laughs> I, I guess there, there might have been like a, some chick who took like, some, like a massive amount of LSD or something like that. Maybe got a little higher, but. 70s were wild. Well, this happened in the 30s. I know. Oh. So I'm yeah. sure people have been higher. Oh, yeah. Isn't there women in space like now? Like, oh, yeah, there is. Shit's there, happened, there bro. definitely like, is. We are back. It's not space. It's low Earth orbit. <laughs> You're right, because space is a complete farce. All right, all exist. right, all right, all right, all right. Back to Amelia Earhart. Elon's not going to Mars. Bro. Elon's not going to Mars. Elon, we love you. <laughs> so, uh, actually, yeah. So, she committed it to a, a career as an aviatrix. Uh, she has classes on health and medicine at Columbia University and were followed uh, by a period of social worker um, work in Boston as well. She flew on her days off, becoming the only female member of a local pilots association, making headlines for doing a flying stunt to raise money for the settlement house where she worked, which is like a re- recovery house. Whatever. This is like um, this is a very... Uh talented, charitable, accomplished young lady. Yes, and I'm going to make all of you fall in love with her until I destroy your ideas. I'm already in love with her. Okay, wonderful. She's so hot. She actually was a very beautiful woman. She's very gorgeous. Anyway, so listen. So looking for a, uh, looking for a Lady Lindenberg to replicate the success of the first solo nonstop flight across the Atlantic Ocean. Time reported in 1928. Uh, intrigued by Arnhardt and her physical resemblance to Lindenberg. Uh, he actually invited her to be a passenger on the transatlantic flight. In June of 1928, she became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic and then to fly back. The duration of her flight, of her first flight, was 20 hours and 40 minutes. It's a long time in an airplane. It's a very fucking long time. I mean, that's nonstop sleep. You, they didn't have autopilot. They had like a... Um... They had like single propeller engines and shit. They were well, they were prop planes, yes. But uh, to do a transatlantic flight, I'm sure she was doing a, a double engine Big Bird, you know, kind of deal. Big Bird. It was a gnat. So anyway, uh, the two Lindenberg and Earnhardt herself would be end up marrying in February of 1931. And became her first publicist and the backer of her historic May 21st, 1932 flight. The trip that, for the fifth anniversary of Lindenberg's historic Paris journey, made her the first woman to pilot solo, nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean. Are you doing a bit? Kind of, not really. <laughs> her career took off. Wink. Shut. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. And she funded her flying as a writer and lecturer and even designed her own woman's clothing line. What? Yeah. Oh. This woman has done everything. Like, everything, dude. Performed heart surgery while skydiving. National hero. Yes. Uh, which is funny you said heart surgery because she was actually <laughs> trying to become a, the world's first female flying doctor. What does that fucking mean? That means she was going to fly all the way across the world, anywhere in the world she was needed to heal the injured and sick. That was her dream. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have, yeah, they didn't really have jet engines back no, then. So no. that would have been 
fucking hard. She was trying to be the first Superwoman, really. I mean, that's what she was going for. Yeah, when they were developing Superwoman for the for DC Comics, they were actually basing it off Amelia. Earhart. I, I fully believe that, as well <laughs> as the fact, you know, she was like, so she would fly up to you, and then she would be like, here, now you're healed. Also, I got this great outfit, honey. It's going to look fantastic on you. And also, let me write a story about this, and also check out this housing project I worked on. Mm-hmm. Also, have you heard about my friend Heinrich Himmler? We'll get to that. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I knew it. Zoom I, in I, his I, face. I knew I knew it was coming. Was <laughs> I didn't want to believe it. No, I'm just kidding. In 1935, she got paid $10,000, approximately $185,000 today to become the first person to fly from Hawaii to the mainland U.S. Hot. I would... I would run across the fucking ocean for $185,000. You would die. I would try. Your life is only worth 180 grand? I mean, I would eventually get there. You could swim you from Hawaii d- to the mainland. Sir. You could swim from Hawaii to the mainland. It's not that far. Can I use can I get on safari with this thing? Let me know when you do. <laughs> it was described they described her as easily the world's number 1 airwoman. You can't. That's unfortunate for you. There's no way. Alexa, how far is Hawaii from the U.S. mainland? South Island. South Island. I don't know. But. Post. Do it in post. Do it in post. There's no way you're swimming fucking four thousand miles. If I have a log, maybe. <laughs> if I have a log. I mean, just think about Cuba to Florida. That's closer. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. From California to Hawaii, it's like a four-hour flight, maybe three. That's in today's. It might even be two-hour flight. That's like on today's jets that are like stupid fast. 500 miles an hour. <laughs> Is at least a thousand miles. It would take me a week or two. I just got to map out the currents. I All can I need tidal currents. Yeah, I I'll, am Moana. I just need a log, a map of the currents, <laughs> and a hundred eighty grand and a dream. I am John Wolf. You will board my boat and you will sail back with me to Hawaii. Like my shirt. And they never saw him again. Yep, pretty much. Like my shirt. Like my hat. We have a graphic designer who drew all this. He's got new fit. I got, I'm fresh. It's hot oh, did, under the Did Jess lights. do that? Jess drew everything on this light. Let me look more. Yeah. Can I look? Why don't you get a, get a good shot of that? She drew everything on there. That's fucking sick. I know, right? I love the pink too. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for more on that. Yeah. Possibly. If you like this graphic art style, yeah. we have... Possibly more things coming to you in this fashion. Check the monthly update. Check the monthly update. Now back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> so, her earthbound opportunities were expanding. Purdue University recruited Miss Amelia Earhart to run a career center of sorts for women. Because, uh, you know, women didn't really have careers back then, except for her, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's why it says of sorts. 
And she inspired many to switch from the home economics division, aka stay-at-home housewife, to oh, God, John. to engineering and other jobs in aviation industries. The school's president at the time was Edward C. Elliott, believed strongly in education for women as one way out of depression. He thinks education would just help women be less depressed. Education can help a lot of people be less depressed. That is fair. To me, it's depressing. If you're one of those people who like actually have like like clinical depression, yeah, that's not going to really help. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not diagnosed. And that educated woman could <laughs> add a great deal to our economy, potentially, says Susan Butler, author of East to the Dawn, The Life of Amelia Earhart. So at 39 years old, this when she was so young, 39 That's years old. Incredibly accomplished for not even midlife. I'm 31. I haven't done shit except for this show. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're a father. Yeah. yeah. You got a, you got a wife. You got a, you you're a homeowner. Yeah. You should be proud of your accomplishments. I just dream big. As you should. All great people do. So at 39, Earnhardt thought she had just one more ambitious flight in her before she was ready to spend the rest of her life on the ground. Grounded. Well, technically she got her wish. Oh, man. We're going to be making those jokes a lot, huh? <laughs> she did spend the rest of her life on the ground. In the ground. The last five seconds. She was planning on hanging up her spurs says Butler. She wasn't planning on doing any more record setting, which she was already very well accomplished in. For her last hurrah, she began by flying from Oakland, California, to Miami, where she announced that for her last flight, she would fly around the world. And her goals were to establish the feasibility of circling the globe by commercial air travel and to determine just how human beings react under strain and fatigue. Time News reported. You can tell I got a lot of this from Time, right? <clears throat> okay, her. She <clears throat> took off June 1st, 1937, and threw out her journey, reported back to the U.S. media with about how what she saw along the way. But on July 2nd, 1937, before she reached her destination, Earnhardt and her navigator, Fred Nolan. Yeah, nobody talks about him. Who? Fred Nolan. N-O-O-N-A-N. Yeah, I guess somebody who died with her. Uh, oh, so she wasn't on the flight alone? She she had a navigator, but she was flying. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Most people don't. Yeah, no one talks so about nobody him. Nobody talks about him. Because no one gives a fuck about men. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Men's rights. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just queuing it if you do it again. God damn it. I just, real quick, while we're already in a break, I just want to let you know. My uh, resting heart rate on 65. What is it now then? 83. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I do that for you. I'm giving you a workout by hanging out with me. I don't know what that was about. Oh, anyway, so no one, this guy, nobody. Well, no okay, so I'm not keeping anything. 
you know, I got to cut some of this stuff, so I can't keep everything. But anyway, so no one uh, died <coughs> with her. He was in the plane. What's Nobody give name? a fuck. No one. Yeah, no, no one. one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were thought to have disappeared in the Central Pacific Ocean on their way to Howland Island. Um, I guess that's close to uh, somewhere. Um, after taking off, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. After taking off from the city of Lee in Papua New Guinea. Uh, Jerry Mock would achieve Earnhardt's goal of becoming the first woman to circumnavigate the globe as a solo pilot in 1964. So, apparently, this bitch, Jerry Mock, actually did it, and nobody gives a fuck. He did it before her? Like, she, before her attempt? She. She did it before first her female, attempt? After her attempt. Oh, well, yeah, because she fucking died. Yeah. Amelia Earhart died, and so no one cared who did it. Yeah. What she was got? still the first woman to do it. What you got? I don't know. It fucking 84 resting. Is that your normal resting? Probably. Check it later when you're not recording. I'd be interested. Or drinking. <laughs> yes, definitely when you're not drinking. It's all the lights. Tomorrow morning okay. when you first wake up. Tell me what it is. I'd be interested all to right. find out. So the chaotic search rescue mission began, 71. And the effort... When it was still ongoing, explaining some of the reasons why the circumstances led to a high level of mystery. Mm. So there are several facts. There's Just put some subtitles <laughs> and say literally anything. Say something really strange. <laughs> The listeners are the, the audio only listeners are very confused. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, there are several facts that made it clear that much more than simple bad luck was involved in her death. As I am currently sweating bullets. Before the hop off, when capable navigator no one no one gives a fuck. Inspected what was supposed to be an ultra-modern flying laboratory, taking measurements and everything during their course. He was dismayed to discover that there was nothing with which to take celestial bearings except an ordinary ship sextant. Which is like um, If you're flying device. all day, all night, you need to navigate via the stars because back then they didn't have GPS. Right. But she used a ship sextant. You cannot accurately get a depiction using a sextant while flying at 200 miles an hour. <clears throat> I wonder, I mean, I'm how sure. How are you going to do that looking up? You only have a viewing window. I'm sure that that was one of many instruments she was probably using. That was the only thing that she had, according to him. He re the, the guy who died? Yeah. They, they stopped and did check-ins all the time. They okay. were radioing shit back and forth and did check-ins because they have to refuel because planes didn't have a fuel capacity. Oh, fuck no. So they had to do pop, 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 pop. But the point is that she flew to these different flights. So at their last stop, I guess, in Papua New Guinea, uh, that's where they, he was like, oh, this bitch is just flying straight for no fucking reason. <laughs> she ain't got no damn plan. He reminded that by... I'm sorry, he, rem he remedied that by borrowing a modern bubble octant designed especially for an airplane navigation, 
very useful if you're in an airplane trying to fly across the globe. Just a thought. Just a thought. Designed especially for airplane navigation, for estimating wind drift over the sea, and obtained two dozen aluminum powder bombs. For some reason, these bombs were left behind in a storehouse. She didn't think she needed them. The Coast Guard bombs. I'm sorry. Yes, the Coast Bomb. <laughs> the Coast Guard cutter Isikatea, whatever, Itakaska, which had been dispatched from San Diego to Howland Island, solely, apparently everybody knows where this island but me, solely as help to the flyers. Uh, would have been able to take directional bearings on Earhart's plane if the latter could have turned its signals to a 500 kilocycle frequency. So something about this and math and these other things uh, is how they did it, I guess. I'm not an aviator. I've flown a plane like maybe four times. That's way more than me, bro. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. The instruments told me what to do. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> now you go back because you want to go up. And then you go down. <laughs> you get more momentum when you really, really crank it up. And then you could go straight down and get that zero G thing. That's great. It's a scientific method of pitch and effect. Dive, dive, dive. Dive, dive, dive. The hurl rocket. That's what they call that. Yeah, I like that. I don't do that. We should go do that. <laughs> Fuck. No. Also, there's a place in uh, Dubai we could go and do the... It's a diving thing. We gotta get. Oh yeah. The, well, let me just. Uh, I mean, the chance of death is okay. only like eighty nine percent. Um. Yeah. Dubai next <sighs> week. Cool. <laughs> so the plane's transmitter would have been able to send such signals if it had been trailing an antenna, like it should have been. Miss Earnhardt considered all this too much bother, and no trailing antenna was taken along. Finally, uh, the commander of this uh, base would have had a better idea where to look if the plane had radioed its position at regular intervals, which she did not do. Bitch just was just avoiding everything. She just, I don't care. Yeah, you know who I am. I don't need no Listen, help. I'm, I have a clothing store. I can fly across <laughs> the globe. I don't need you to mansplain to me how to get across the Atlantic. All right. Which nobody's ever done before. I can do this. Exactly. Well, somebody's done it, right? It was just she was going to be the first woman. Yeah. And they're here. Answer. It was just a text that said answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, but not one position was reported or received for the plane after it left New Guinea. Um, poor guinea pigs. In fact, only seven position reports uh, were known to have been radioed by the flyers during this entire trip. When the world uh, was sorry, when the word that in her plane was lost reached the U.S., uh, uh, her husband Putnam wired an appeal for the Navy search to President Roosevelt. But even before the message reached Washington, Secretary of the U.S. Navy Swanson had ordered the Navy to start hunting. Interesting. Uh, that's a weird <clears throat> way to say finding. Mm. That's what it says. Mm. By the last week, the search was coasting $250,000 a day in the efforts. This has all of a sudden become very sketchy to me. That's a million dollars today. 
She must have been very important to the government. Apparently. The battleship Colorado um, drove to or drove to the off Phoenix Islands. It drove. Whatever. <laughs> it went off to the Phoenix <laughs> Islands and uh, capsulated. I'm sorry. It catapulted three planes from its deck. It was an airship. Sick. Yeah. Catapulted three planes from its deck, and then the flyer skimmed over the Gardner and McKenna Islands and uh, the reef of one of the nearby islands. Uh, they saw nothing but uh, ruined guano works and uh, the wreck of a tramp fighter. Freighter. Sorry. Tramp freighter. Is that like a, a freighter from across the pass out of the tracks? Yeah. <laughs> a lady it's, in the it's freighter. It's no lady. Yeah, I was going to say. It's no lady. Yeah. <laughs> So thousands of startled seabirds fluttered up, menacing uh, menacing the propellers and forcing the flyers to climb. Uh, some days, equilateral squalls and vanishing invisibility crippled the hunt. But on others, the weather was perfect and visibly unlimited. By the week's end, Colorado's planes had scanned more than 10,000, I'm sorry, 100,000 square miles of this area in which they inaugurated uh, the search last for to the what <laughs> the fuck a hundred thousand square miles which inaugurated the search last fortnight continued its futile patrol until fuel ran short the minesweeper swan put ashore a searching party at canton island where last month a party of scientists mm, viewed the solar eclipse well, you know they don't. They can't build. You know that, right? They t- they took that out in the last update. What? You, they can't build. Oh shit! <laughs> I fucking hate you. I don't know why it took me so long to get that. You can't build in Fortnite. They took that out. I know. <laughs> the last Fortnite. Meanwhile, the aircraft carrier Lexington with sixty-two planes aboard. You thought about that for a minute. I was trying to let you finish, but I was like, the further and further this gets away, the <laughs> it's less this makes sense. <laughs> so instead of 72, as first announced, uh, there were 62 planes aboard, uh, which they said there were 72 when they first left port. So uh, there's some differences here in their uh, whole report system. Interesting, huh? Counting's hard. Yeah, no. <laughs> counting airplanes is hard. <laughs> counting multi-million dollar, well, back then, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we just lost a quarter or fourth. I'm sure the Pentagon's not going to mind. Yeah, they just disappeared. They, they've never lost money before. I, irony being we're searching for a lost plane, and we lost, like, 11 planes. Hmm. Yeah. What he said. Anyway, so the destroyers escorted uh, four destroyers escorted out and sped out of San Diego and a f- and forced draft. They forced a draft for this search. You're lying. Nope. What? Nope. It says again, and I'll repeat: news breaking story. <laughs> An escort of four destroyers sped out of San Diego at forced draft, stopped in Hawaii to refuel, arrived in the search area early this week. If the Lexington's, which is the ship, Lexington's great fleet of airplanes could not find the lost flyers, 
Rear Admiral Orin G. Murfin, coordinator of the search, planned to abandon it. Meanwhile, the chance of finding the flyers alive, according to consensus and searchers, was already down to one in one million. Interesting. That's sketchy, man. There's there's some missing airplanes. The government spent a million dollars. Apparently, there was a draft. Mm. For, I guess, of volunteers, which if you're in the military, you don't volunteer for shit. So here, let me go to because we're getting on time, yeah. and we got to get to the we got to yeah. get to the good juicy shit. Yeah. All right. So let me leave you with a juicy tidbit of the juicy shit. These are some theories. She was either captured by the Japanese. That's she was actually what? Irene Bolum. Aliens. Yes. Lasers and zero evidence of aliens, but there's lasers. That's, that's and then there's the Gardner Island hypothesis. And then also, apparently, she crash landed and tried to survive on an island, but giant crabs ate her alive. <laughs> we'll get into all of that and more on the audio portion of this podcast. This has been Will Takes a Bite Out of Million Earhart, the video portion only. And trust me, it's going to get saucy and spicy, and there is so much more. Do you, do you believe? And we're back to the audio-only portion of Amelia Earhart, uh, the fantastic woman flyer. Yeah, I know for you guys it was just a few seconds, and honestly, it was only like sixty seconds for us. But it was three weeks for us. I'm just kidding, dude. There was uh, there was some interesting shit that you said there at the end of that video portion. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you uh, relapse what you're talking about there? I'm specifically talking about the missing airplanes. Mm-hmm. And there might not be any more information on any of this stuff, but I just think it's sus. The missing airplanes, the what it what is equivalent to a million dollars in today money spending budget on what finding is, some chick in an airplane. Exactly. <clears throat> um, and then you know the draft for. I assume that's within people who are already in the military, just kind of forcing people to go look for her. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's not normal. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like. Which I guess, like, you know, for America, it was like their big, like, you know, this is a shining moment for America. Let's come together and look for, but still, sketchy stuff. Let's see. Let me skip ahead just slightly. And I'll tell you why I think you have a point there to make. But let's get into these conspiracies, shall we? I want to talk about, are we talking about the theories? Like the, the ways that she, the reasons she... Might have disappeared? Yes, yes, Okay, yes, I want to yes, talk yes, about yes. the Japanese one because I can debunk that right fucking now. Oh, really? You don't think that? Yeah, okay. she flew over the Atlantic. Uh-huh. Where's Japan? Oh, Japan can't leave their own fucking land. They don't have planes. Yeah, okay. Bullshit, Devin. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. The, is in the Pacific. Okay, but that doesn't mean the planes don't go across worlds, you know. As for why Amelia Earhart declared legally dead 18 months later, Butler had theories about this. So her husband could marry his third wife and get on with his life. Interesting, right? So he sabotaged the plane in New Guinea? I believe so. <laughs> yeah. But while the formal search and rescue mission may have ended, the citizen search was just beginning because now conspiracy theorists and other theorists have really taken a liking to this story. 
It is much like the Bermuda Triangle style stories that we've talked about. Wouldn't she? Didn't she? She would have had to fly into the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, Earnhardt's death has given birth to. Is it Earnhardt or Earhart? Earhart. Earnhardt. I don't know. I'm Kentuckian, so I don't say things correctly. Kentuckian. Earhart's. Earhart's. Earhats. Earhats. Amelia Earnhardt's. There you go. Earnhardt's. Death was given to. You're doing a thing. Uh huh. Nope. Earnhardt's death has given birth to many conspiracy theories about her disappearance that continue to capture the public imagination even to this day. She vanished into legend, as the Time magazine once put it. There is no solid proof of her fate, yet nothing has been found. Mm -hmm. Some have blamed Japan, America's World War II enemy, and even the Pearl Harbor didn't happen for another four and a half years. In the 1960s, one theory that became popular was put forth by journalists who believed that the Japanese captured Earnhardt and Nolan himself and took them to Saipan. And in 1970, on the book, Amelia Earnhardt Lives, by former Air Force Major Joseph Grievous, who used a in a quote, a slithering foundation of factual codes and anagrams, lending but not answered questions and hints. Now, here's the thing, Devin. Mm-hmm. It means there's an Air Force major who's trying to leak this story. It's gotta be true! Saipan is also in the Pacific Ocean. So why does she fly into the Atlantic? See, one theory says that, you know, she supposedly was supposed to cross the Atlantic, but she actually went the wrong way and went the other way. Or she did successfully cross the Atlantic all the way up to the Pacific, and that's where everything went to shit. What's that canal name? Which one? The one in, in, in Latin America. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. The Panama. <clears throat> Panama Canal. Yep. Never mind. Nope, it doesn't work. Nope. There's, I just can't figure this out either. I just really can't. I really can't. Well, I was Panama, just she was a Nazi. The, <laughs> the Panama Canal was built before this happened, but they, so the <clears throat> Japanese was in the Pacific. They are in the Pacific, and they're, for whatever reason, operating their Navy in the Atlantic on the other side of the world. Just so happened to capture Amelia Earhart and then sail to an island Back into the Pacific Ocean, because that's where Saipan is. I just looked it up. Well, if you get to the Atlantic, <clears throat> uh-huh. to a certain point, you're not too far from the Pacific. That's if you believe the world is flat. Or round, I mean. Because it's actually flat. So here's the thing, Devin. You either got to go line. around nope, 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 Africa, or nope. you have to go around the Americas. Well, see, to get our to version the- of what, what, what we were taught... The military knows the answer to this. What we're taught is what the, the, the actual globe and the way the continents are laid out and everything like that. Uh-huh. There's the way more passages. Also, there's passages through the center of the earth, which you keep forgetting about. So really, the, the, it makes total sense. Even if the earth, earth was round to begin with, the passages through the center of it would definitely give them passages and transportation to the other side very instantaneously. You ever heard of digging a hole to China? That wasn't just a myth. It actually <laughs> fucking happened. It is so hard to argue with crazy. So anyway, <laughs> some unanswered questions and hints. Now, 
to argue that Erhard was a spy. Oh, no. Yes, sir. I told you she was a spy. She was a spy mission for President Roosevelt and interned in Japan during World War and traded back into the U.S. in 1945. Now, see, here's the thing. Miss Little Kansas, that's her cover story. She's actually um, German descent, and she has uh, she worked with uh, the, the Japanese military, and she was a double agent, and she maybe even a triple agent, and she, she worked back and forth in, in dispersing secrets. But her cover was starting to be blown by all the things that she was doing in the U.S. because it was supposed to be like a big old cover girl story, but she was doing too much. Now they have to silence it all down. They have to make her disappear because her mission was over. They got the information. They got the intel. They know about the nukes. They knew about everything that America was working on, and so were the Japanese. So now everybody is down here and trying to figure this shit out and and, and 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 they had to run her off the island they had to run her out right so they had to they just had to silence her ass so either they, they did one or two things they either killed her and threw her on an island full of giant fucking crabs or they fucking changed her identity completely through uh genetics and uh you know fucked off and she's living in japan or maybe hawaii somewhere i don't know really no she's probably in the north pacific somewhere she's probably dead well right now she would most likely be dead she, if yeah. she was a very old north pacific islander that was quite a rant thank you now let me actually read what was written so it, I, I can see if i was right <laughs> no <laughs> that was a quick turnaround so uh here's the thing uh she was a what this is this is what it said she was a spy uh on mission for president roosevelt interned to japan during the world war and traded back to the u.s in 1945 where she had lived under an alias ever since uh, the new jersey widow who gervis pinpointed as the real earnhardt now this is this is something we see in the american government all the time all the time all the time all the time where they uh, uh they get a celebrity they got somebody very popular or famous right and um uh, let's just say Avril Lavigne, for instance, you know, or Tupac or John Lennon or Paul, exactly. Paul These people are still alive. They do it all the time. They were replaced by duplicates. I'm just saying. You know the whole uh, secret uh, identity program thing. Witness protection program. Yeah, it's not very big of a secret, is it? Because you know about it. Yeah, you know about the program, but you don't know who's in it. You could, boy, let me tell you for something. All you, for all I We've know. We've all been indoctrinated not to look at people, so that way we don't recognize everybody that is walking among us, which is all part of a simulation goddamn theory anyway, because everybody is fucking fake, except for the fact that the very small amount of people that are very are actually real. Um, um, all the famous people you know are really probably just algorithms. All of the theories that you hold conflict with each other so often it doesn't have to make for, sense because it's real for, for that's, that's how they keep me down when i start to speak the truth uh the program changes what i'm saying to where you hear something different but i'm saying the truth and the only thing i hear is what i'm saying <laughs> for instance the earth is flat correct it is a concave spoon surrounded by a big ass wall of ice and then there's lots of little pockets similar to us which are actually all different worlds which is where our alien counterparts are actually coming from because it's all of a farcity and we they want us to think that space is just empty and big but and black. But it's also hollow. Because we're living on a giant ball. It's a golf ball. It's a golf ball. <laughs> so it's not flat. Our our earth is flat. 
it's 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 a fucking crater in a golf ball. That, that that's how it, that's how it's explained. Now, on the grander scale of the universe, it is so much different. But we're surrounded by a big ass wall of ice. That's why the top and the bottom of the Earth is ice, and that's why we only see a third of the Earth. And the whole sun thing added into the frame from the NASA space station. Let me tell you something. It's CGI, man. Because if it was really that strong and radiation and powerful, those cameras would be burned up in the lenses immediately. But that's a different episode. Back to this Funko Japanese thing. So this New Jersey window who Grievous pinpointed as the real Earnhardt denounced the theory as poorly documented hoax. Now, interesting. Hmm, if you were Amelia Earnhardt and you now lived in New Jersey and you were uh, supposedly a double or triple agent for the U.S. government, would you admit to yourself to a Air Force naval individual that you were actually Amelia Earnhardt? No, no, you wouldn't. Of course not. Why would you do that? Because it's not true. So anyway, those who have looked for more concrete proof of Japanese involvement have actually come up a little short. But, for example, in the early 1980s, Japanese journalist Funiko Anaki found no mentions of Earhart in the logs of the ships that were in the area where Earhart probably crash-landed. Why would that be, Devin? If you're out there searching for this bitch, well, why would her name not show up in the logs? Oh, I thought you were asking about where the plane parts went. Saying they were out there on maneuvers looking for her actively spending $250,000 a day. Why would there be no mention of her in the paperwork? What paperwork are we talking about? Like government paperwork? In the ship logs, naval logs, Air Force logs. You all have to, they have to document every fucking thing that those, uh, those, those things do. I don't know. Interesting, right? See, that raises the questions. Now, in 1991, uh, there was a report that the FBI confirmed that a clue of her last landing site could be an aluminum map because that was recovered by an aircraft uh, anarchologist um, on Nukaromo and uh, about 420 miles southeast of Howland Island. So, theoretically, that part could have drifted into the sea currents and everything like that. And there you go. So, she made a map (laughs) written on a... Part of metal of the plane to show where she was. Uh-huh. And then it drifted. Now. This is after she crash landed. After. Yes. This oh, is her this is her survival theory on an island. This, this is, is her the, this is her Long Island theory. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yes. Now Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Experts at the time some, um, summarized that she may have landed on a reef where the temperatures were up to 120 degrees Fahrenheit with no fresh water available. Survival was virtually impossible. So she was close to the equator. Why, why did you determine that? 120 degrees Fahrenheit? That's almost desert-like. Yeah. And there's no fresh water because she's on an island area. Where do those normally pop up with that high of a temperature? The South American areas and desert areas of South Africa or Northern Africa, I should say, along the equator. That's those a, are where the hottest zones are. No, that's like that would be a far cry away from where she like theoretically was, though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Bizarre. But supposedly she had no tracking system on the plane. She wasn't right. radioing in regularly. Yeah. And she was using a fucking ship sexton to fly a plane with. Yeah. Very suspicious. <laughs> Intergiant crabs. Not yet. 
<laughs> Geographic and forensic anthropologist believes bones found at one of these islands could belong to Amelia Earhart. But other experts on Earhart, including Butler, believe that if she ended up there, the plane parts would have been discovered by the three planes that flew over Kurumo and nearby islands five days after she went down. But they did not, at least according to reports. The, the ones that didn't even have her name in it. Exactly. Sketchy. Now, more recently, a photograph found in National Archives was the subject of a History Channel documentary that put forward the theory that it showed Erhart and Noonan on Juliet Atoll in the Marshall Islands. But a Japanese blogger went to the country's National Library and discovered that the photo had been published in 1935. Japanese travelogue about islands in the South Pacific nearly two years before her last flight began. Interestingly. So they already knew where this was. So if she flew off course, they knew where that island was. They knew that would be a place they could go. Well, that's a... That doesn't necessarily mean that it had anything to do with her. They could have just found the, the goddamn island and documented it. Uh-huh. Two years before her flight? I mean, that's a coincidence. Very. <laughs> now, Butler says the answer may not be so uh, complicated in the end, like you were implying here. My feeling is that the plane simply ran out of gas. Now, why billionaire philanthropist Ted Watt co-producer of the biopic Amelia, financed in 2009, a robotic search of the ocean floor west of Howland Island, the ocean floor on the east side of the island has yet to be explored. When that happens, Butler says, I'm quite sure the remains of the plane will be found. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Right. Oh, okay. So this was in 2009. He, he did over a billion dollar or million dollar fucking production. But why would you only search one side of the island? Why wouldn't you do a very good search of all sides of the island for something like that, right? So now more time has passed. We're now in 2022, and nobody has come up with any other fuck. Why didn't we look on the other side of the Did goddamn they look island? On that side? They looked on the right. They looked. On they the already east. have. That's already happened. They looked on the east side. Okay. They didn't look okay. on the west side. And now with ocean currents and, and uh, oh, it could be anywhere deterioration and everything yeah, like that. It's not like the Titanic. It's it's gone. It's a, it's a it's plane. It's small. Yeah. It's gone. Now this is the crash and think, uh, hmm, crash and sink conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Are we okay? Yeah, we could. Oh, yeah, we solid. Could, yeah, I can finish this out. We're, we got this. this. Great. This is easy. Fantastic. Easy money. Paragraph per theory. <laughs> the crash and sink. The most popular theory is that Earnhardt's. Electrica ran out of fuel, which is the type of plane, by the way. Okay. Uh, crashed into the ocean. I know you gave me this weird I look. I was like, like <laughs> Electrica, who? <laughs> it was made by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> anyway, it crashed into the ocean, was swallowed by the sea. Now, Danforth, Pewter, CEO of Bram Kepler. Interesting. Do you know that, Ray? The Kepler? Yeah. Yeah, like the, the space thing? Yeah, the Brom Kepler. Yeah. So, the who? Brom Kepler. That's his name? Mm-hmm. Or are you talking about the satellite? Kepner. Oh, Kepner. Kepner. No, Kepner. I don't know that name. Okay. Or, or even more specifically, Danforth Pewter. Uh, Amelia Earhart, come on in. Wouldn't that be something? We would rock it. 
oh, through we, the stratosphere <laughs> in popularity. We'd be we'd be doing a whole media tour on Hollywood, bro. We'd be on night shows, bro. So how did you find Amelia Earhart, and how is she still alive? Well, the one thing you got to know about Amelia is she's a uh, very down to earth. Um, she's a uh, real uh, one. I'm sorry, what the f- fuck is? This no, there's a Nazi glider. No, this is the Nazi Amelia. This is their. This is fine. You can talk about that. That's not her being a Nazi. That's. But the Nazis were the first ones to have a woman to do it. That's that's why that came up in my search. I have a theory about the whole Nazi double agent thing. Go ahead. I just think it's interesting that no one can find her body. No one can prove she actually died. And if she's a sympathizer, when she, you say you don't have any good evidence, but theoretically, There's not. she's American, whatever. But theoretically, even if she wasn't American, even if she was double agent or whatever, theoretically, um, you know, she could have made it to Europe and uh, and then just never reported back. Deserted, yeah, it's very possible. So this um, Earnhardt's great nephew, Danforth Peter, was born a few years after she died. He and his mother believe that the best theory is the simplest one in the absence of any evidence. The theory also endorsed by the U.S. government is that Earnhardt and navigator Fred Nomen uh, crashed into the Pacific Ocean while attempting to reach Howland Island, approximately 946 miles from the Marshall Islands. In 2002 and 2006, deep sea company Nauticus looked for Earnhardt's plane uh, near the spot where she had last radioed, their efforts have not yielded any findings. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the same ones that found the Titanic? I have no idea. I don't know. They do a lot of deep sea research and dives and stuff like that. They have like the the world's uh, deepest diving fucking bell or whatever. I mean, I think that's that company. All right. So the other option is Amelia Earhart, the castaway. Another theory poses that Earnhardt and Nonan landed their plane successfully on Nukaromo Island in 350 miles southwest of Howland Island. A skull was found on the island along with bones from an arm and a leg, but a scientist interpreted those bones as belonging to a man in the 1941. Uh, Then in 1998, researchers from the International Group of Historic Aircraft Recovery, that's a mouthful, reinterpreted them as uh, woman's bones of a former former European ancestry. (gasps) And it was about the same height as Amelia Earhart. European ancestry, you say? Very interesting. The group of analyzed Earnhardt's. Why am I trying to turn America's national woman hero into a Nazi? I don't know why you're doing that. I'm doing it anyway. The group of now. (laughs) I'm going to. Someone stop me. I'm doing it. (laughs) The group of analyzed Earnhardt's last radio calls uh, close to Isikata or Isaka, whatever the fucking island is. The U.S. Coast Guard ship uh, is support of this theory. On July 2nd, Earnhardt radioed to that ship, uh, KH, uh, so that's Kilo, Hilo, Alpha, Quailu, Quailude. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not the right alpha phonetics, but I thought it was funny. Quailude. <laughs> <laughs> I is a kite, my dude. <laughs> a Kilo, Alpha, Zeta, Quailu, Quailude. <laughs> Uh, the Electrica's call letters, apparently. That was her ship, or her <laughs> plane, whatever. God damn it, this bitch is crazy. Uh, we all live on the line. We're on the line, 157-337. The Isaac could have received this transmission and couldn't get any other bearings on the signal. So she gave the first two coordinates of 
longitude latitude. I, I believe you. I don't know. Interesting. She gave a longitude latitude, and they said they couldn't get any other bearings on the signal. Is that what the number was? But she said she was along the line of 157, 337. That's okay, longitude that's, and latitude. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, that that didn't... I'm not a map maker, okay? I'm not a... It's very <laughs> important to know longitude latitude, but it's very hard to do it nowadays without having either a map or fucking something digital to show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that one. Yeah, do that that thing that, that you just did. Yeah, it's easy. So anyway, it that lands her right at Nukuromo Island in the South Pacific Ocean. That's where they said they were. She was mm-hmm. her bones. So we're talking about the Atlantic, is what her transatlantic first flight, right? Mm-hmm. So she's trying to circumnavigate the globe. Globe. So she made it to the Pacific. She crossed the Atlantic successfully. That did happen. Now, so she went over, we lost her somewhere in between the Philippines and Hawaii. So she did not crash in the Atlantic. Right. She almost made it. She was so close. She was like literally a day's flight away from finishing this journey. Here's a map to show you detail. Here's I see the word detail, detail. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she did make it over the Atlantic. Yeah. And then so that was accurate. Yeah. Across. Huh. Uh-huh. Well, it could have been the Japanese then. Yeah, absolutely. So I was that a little confused. That makes way more sense. Yeah, I was a little confused too. Because you were it. coming back at me. I was like, you know what? He's probably right about that. Well, cause, yeah, because if it was on the other side, if because I, I thought it was the Atlantic. If, if it was the Atlantic, that wouldn't have made any goddamn sense. No, I see that now. I did not believe you was about that. in the Pacific when she went down. I'm learning so much today. I am so glad. That's what we're here for. I'm fucking, I didn't know. God damn anything. I, I didn't even know this failed. much and I wrote it. I thought she, <laughs> I thought she failed hard. I thought she was a few hours in her journey and took a dive. <laughs> said, fuck it. I'm out. New Guinea. Where's New Guinea at? Papua New Guinea is just before Africa. That would have been her last refuel station. There's what? I thought that was near Haiti in the in the Caribbean. Also, I don't know why it shows Africa down here where South America is. I no longer trust your map. <laughs> I, just, I was just looking at it. I no longer trust that map, sir. All right, so. Yeah, that is definitely not Africa. You're right about that. What is that? I'm going to look for a different one. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Everything else is right. That is Japan. The Philippines are right there. That's a quarter bit of Russia right there. Australia is pretty damn close in that area. Hawaii is in the right spot. Everything but the Africa thing makes sense on this map. All right. Yeah, it's despite the point. Oh, this is interesting. Here, you might like this. Oh, no. This kind of shows like her flight path. Oh. Okay, that makes so much more sense as to why she would have gone. Because I'm thinking, get in the fucking plane and just... She almost did it. Anyway. Yeah, she got close. Yeah. I did not know that. So a third theory is that Earnhardt and Noonan were unable to find Howland Island to refuel and ho- headed north to the Japanese-controlled Marshall Islands, uh, where they were captured. In 2017, investigators announced the discovery of a photo buried in the National Archives, what we talked about. For over 80 years, they believed that depicted Earnhardt and Noonan days after their disappearance. However, the photo was later debunked. 
Japanese authorities told NBC that there had no records indicating that Earnhardt was in Japanese custody whatsoever. Now, Amelia Earhart, or Irene Bollum, another popular theory, puts forth a rather creative solution to Earnhardt's mystery. Arthur W.C. Jameson wrote in Amelia Earnhardt, Beyond the Grave, that he had interviewed the nephew of a former U.S. Army official who had said it was common knowledge in high-ranking intelligence circles that Earnhardt was involved in an intelligent gathering operation. Another author, uh, Joseph Gorvis, which we already know about him, which was a free, former military officer, <clears throat> claims that in a million Earnhardt lives that she survived the plane crash and was taken prisoner by the Japanese after World War II. Now, Garvis claimed Earnhardt, uh, she repartitioned herself to New Jersey and taking the name Irene Bolum, that's her real name, or her uh, pseudonym, I mean, her, her alias, whatever, fuck. <laughs> and she became a banker. Just adding to the list of this bitch's accomplishments. Despite the fact that Bolum denied everything, or including being Earhart, and sued that gentleman for $1.5 million. Yeah. That's a little intense for a false name accusation. That was that was defamation. That was... Is it defamation? No, because I'm opposite. saying you're somebody amazing. Yeah, the opposite. That's the opposite of defamation of character. That's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. Apparently, the Saul lawsuit went through, though. People have still latched onto this theory and still to this day will come up to Irene Bollum in New Jersey and accuse her of being Amelia Earhart. To this day? To this day. She's not alive. Until she died. (laughs) Critics of the spy theory point out that no government documents supporting the idea that Earhart was a U.S. spy and has ever been found, whether... Roosevelt's papers or in army and naval intelligence files of World War II. But we all know they, the military is good at hiding documents like they, oh, do about, yeah. like they do about aliens on a regular fucking basis. Which is our number five theory. Okay. Aliens, lasers, and zero evidence. According to the New York Times, the area of the South Pacific where Earnhardt disappeared is reportedly to be a hotbed for alien activity. Yeah, it is. Conspiracy theorists imagine that... The Easter Island heads were built by aliens using lasers. And there's a skyscraper built by extraterrestrials at the bottom of the Pacific. And the frog-like statues of Miscura Island depict an ancient alien race. Now, although it is not backed by any evidence, some conspiracy theorists say that Millie Earhart, while flying over the Pacific, made contact with otherworldly life. Now, this is highly possible, even though it says it's backed by no evidence. I believe it. The base of this claim says that aliens look or took Amelia Earhart to another planet, cryogenically freezing her, then later on defrosting her for her biological exams. And then, and we all know aliens really like to biologically examine females. This is very common. I get it. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, later on, they defrosted for biological exams. And then that somehow led to her founding the entire off-world civilization of alien and aviators. She teaching aliens how to fly? <laughs> what? Okay, even I think that's a little crazy. They're, she's they're <laughs> probably like, they're probably like, whoa, will you teach us? And she's like, yeah, this is how we do it. And then they're like, look at 
doctor, clothes maker, first woman flyer, and the alien instructor. Like, they are fucking insane. They're attaching giant bombs to metal and flying in them. They're insane. They're using uh, something that we used to cool ourselves down to <laughs> pilot their aircraft. They're you, fucking nuts. They're using propulsion of pull versus our propulsion of push. How do they not know? Just use the gravity. Look, the formula is simple. It's frog plus seven. <laughs> frog plus seven. Frogger had the answers to life. It was the whole. It was there the whole time, it was right? There the whole time. Nose. If you can pass through all levels of Frogger, you can you, decode yeah. the entire universe. <laughs> it's actually in the code of the game. Is it? Is it is? So Amelia Earnhardt's life was much more interesting than her disappearance. Apparently, she said, or sorry, said Kepler, Earnhardt's great nephew. Uh, referring to her activism and other aspects of her life, he went on to say that he, the funds spent trying to find her could have been used to solve contemporary issues. Amelia Earnhardt could not have been foreseen or have foreseen the, her own future. But she said before the flight that she took that she hoped her legacy would continue to inspire others to take on challenges. She was a very big woman's rights activist, obviously. Now, please know I am quite aware of the hazards says Amelia. She said, I want to do it because I want to do it. Women must try to do things as men have tried. And when they fail, their failure must be a challenge to others. Since some inspiring words. It is. So now to the giant crabs. So Gardner Island hypothesis is what this is referred to. The international group of historic aircraft recovery or Thiger, um, postulates that Earnhardt and Nonan were veered off course from Holland Island and landed instead some 350 miles southwest of Gardner Island. Now, a lot of people seem to keep going with that same number. They were veered off course southwest. It seems to be very common. Why is nobody looking the opposite direction is all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Enter giant crabs. Enter giant crabs in the Republic of Kerberity. Translate, please. Carabate. Yeah, In the Republic of Carabate. Yeah. It's a Spanish language. Uh -huh. The island was uninhabited at the time. A week after Earnhardt's disappearance, Navy planes flew over the island and they noted recent signs of inhabitation, uh, but found no evidence of an airplane. After a week after Earnhardt's disappearance, the Navy planes flew over the island and they noticed recent signs of habitation, but found no evidence of an airplane whatsoever. So Thiger believes that Earnhardt, and perhaps Nonan, may have survived four days, or even weeks on the island, as castaways before dying there. Since 1988, several Thiger expeditions to the island have turned up artifacts and anecdotal evidence in support of this own hypothesis. Some of the artifacts include a piece of plexiglass that may have come from an electrica's window, a woman's shoe dating back to the 1930s, improvised tools, as well as a woman's cosmetics jar from the 1930s, and bones that appeared to be part of a human finger. Now, the cosmetic products they're talking about is freckle hiding cream, which Amelia Earhart was very well known to try to use to hide her freckles. <laughs> Just saying. Woman's shoe, a finger, plexiglass from an airplane, especially that model. I, it's all adding up. Improvised weapons and tools. This bitch played Fortnite or Minecraft. She knows what's up. <laughs> In June of 2017, Thiger 
led the expedition arrived on Nokoromo Island with four forensically trained bone-sniffing border collies to search the island for any skeletal remains of Earnhardt or Noonan. The search turned up no bones or DNA. Now, however, in August 9, 2019, Robert Ballard, and this is so far after the incident, the ocean explorer known for locating the wreck of the Titanic, Robert Ballard, that, that motherfucker, guy. yeah, uh, led a team to search for Earnhardt's plane in the waters around New Coromo. Uh, they saw no signs of an electrica. After hearing that, Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think happened? Oh, it's aliens for sure. Definitely. So early this morning, I heard uh, a very interesting theory, which was those giant crabs. Now, if she did survive on that island, uh-huh. it was around an area where giant crabs, I mean, the size of my dog. Right. The big my, boys. My coconut, fat boy. Coconut crabs. Uh-huh. Big boys. Uh, they have such strong pincers that they will grab and snap the head off of a fucking bird. Uh-huh. Well, the, yeah, they open coconuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. They're it's, the size of dogs, like cor- like a bigger than a corgi. Yeah, these big. are giant goddamn crabs, and they act in a world in to so to speak a word frenzy because they can smell blood. They are carnivorous crabs. Now these motherfuckers, if she was trapped on an island uh-huh. with this, no one gives a fuck about guy. Yeah, I'm just saying he might not have even survived the crash. Oh, he definitely was crab food, which gave her enough time to make these improvised weapons uh-huh. and shit like that to defend off these crabs. But really, it was a crab catastrophe. <laughs> definitely wasn't the crabs, man. I think she died by crab. She might have died of starvation or... Uh, Why? There was crab! <laughs> or dehydration. Why? There was crab! That's not... <laughs> Boil water, bitch! That doesn't take the salt out of it, does it? It's a start. You can also filter it through um, banana leaves and other things like that. But I don't know if she was a very yeah. well survival. She made person. clothes, not survival. Well, she could have made a fucking something that would have caught rainwater then. And if you eat crab. Uh-huh. I mean, there's some water content. In it there's some sure. water content. Yeah. Same thing with fish. You do get something. Yeah. As long as you stay out of heat and you reserve your energy, you could survive that way. But I mean, she could. Until the first rain. But eventually, she could have died from either one of those things. And then she could have been crab food, maybe. Or she just gave the fuck up. But I don't think crabs ambushed this woman and then fucking <laughs> murked her. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Those things don't move that quick. Okay, but her bones were crunched in a way that only those crabs could do. Uh, well, yeah, again, if, the, if the bones found on this island, I should say. We don't could, know for sure that it's her that bones. could have been postpartum, she's probably though. living in New Jersey as Irene Bolum. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's more likely. Uh, she, it's aliens. I don't know. Devin. Anyway, so that I think this is a, a good wrapping point. Um, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. I learned a lot today. And in freestyling, it's because it's a wrapping point, Devin. And it's freestyling three, two, one. Yeah. John has been this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I read my own position on the yeah, script. Yeah, that's not you. You don't read that. Yeah. This has been a Wolf Takes a Bite episode out of Amelia Earhart. Uh, uh. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. Uh, uh. I forgot about the TikTok. Yeah, there's a TikTok there. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And if you're dying to hear us cover a topic, comment below. Let us know what you want to hear. And of course, this episode, you're not rapping. Oh. Uh, mm, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, and if you're uh, dying to uh, hear us cover a topic, yo, yo, comment below.
I know you can do so much better. <laughs> and of course, and of course, this is brought to you by Grain Man Media. You can find us at GrainManMediaCo.com. So pick up some Wolf Takes a Bite merch and let us know what you got. Bomb.com. If you are interested in starting a podcast of your own, please use our link below to start a podcast with Transistor. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. So remember, guys, I love your question everything. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out, homies. And that is a wrap. Mic drop.